Good morning, good afternoon. How you doing out there today? This is David Robert for the Marketplace of Ideas podcast. Hope you are having a great and wonderful day or evening, wherever you are. Uh, just before we get started, uh, like we always do, I want to let you know you can find the Marketplace of Ideas podcast wherever you get your podcast, from Stitcher to Podbean to Google Play, you name it, we are there, right? So we've, we're, uh, we're moving and grooving, loving life, and uh, yeah, living it up. So yeah, join us. We've got a lot of great episodes about all things pop culture, the going-ons of the day, and yeah, you could just stay abreast of what we're doing. <laughs> abreast, right? I mean, who talks like that? But anyways, um, today is going to be a little bit more of an introspective uh, podcast episode. I had a really enlightening and very encouraging conversation with a longtime friend of mine, and we were talking about various things such as vibrations and, and um, you know, people's people's auras and all of that kind of stuff and energy and and whatever else and it got me thinking about what's been going on within I mean just the world in general from the war in Ukraine to the mass shootings that have been taking place in the United States to uh, to just all forms of bad news that has been you know just going on within the world and it's easy to focus on that kind of stuff and let it get you down and bring you into a state of just anger and frustration and rage. But the conversation I had kind of sparked this idea within me that it's it's okay to kind of just let go. You know, and I don't mean let go as in let go of the, of the balcony on your roof and fall or, or you know, jump off a bridge or any, nothing like that. But what I, what I am saying is that in the ever-increasing, fast-paced world we live in right now, from the internet to social media to the 24-hour news cycle to movies to regular scheduled programming to our regular lives where we are trying to take care of families, ourselves, our loved ones, our careers, um, connect with people, and just live a full and you know honest life. It can be it can be very trying and very challenging to keep up with everything. Everything's moving so fast and so quick and if you're only focusing on how how bad things are, you're never going to you're never going to see how good they are. So well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be kind of discussing a little bit of what you can do to kind of offset just all the craziness. I did a podcast last year with a friend of mine called Is the Internet Making Us Crazy? And so this isn't part two of that, but what this is is just taking a step back and and trying to understand how you can navigate all of the stuff that's going on and still keep your head on straight. So a uh, little backstory for you. I myself, not until 2017, started suffering with any form of anxiety or what we would now diagnose as, um, you know, worry or doubt or whatever when it came to just stuff when you have children and you're, you're worried about how they're doing and how they're going to make it in the world. A lot of that can kind of latch on. And in 2018, uh, my mother passed away, was in the hospital. Uh, a lot of my wife's family, a few members of her family were, were sick as well. And, 
And so there was a lot of, there was a lot all at once, you know, that kind of just culminated into me not finding positive ways to deal with all of that anxiety. And that culminated into me um, having, you know, a little bit of high blood pressure as well as, um, you know, just a lot of anxiety. And, you know, that's when I started meditating, started really working on breathing and started taking a closer look into why I was so worried about things, right? And I think the, man, I mean, the the pandemic just sure didn't help, I'll tell you that. Um, we, we did not have a lot of, I mean, if any real guidance when it came to this pandemic at the beginning. Every, nobody knew what was going on. We just knew there was a virus that mankind had not been exposed to ever. And it was, it was coming to a town near you, right? And before the year's end of 2020, it would be the most trending topic, the most talked about thing everywhere. You know, from where you could go, who you could visit, how was it spread? Was it, you know, could it live on a, on, on a, uh, on a seat or on a handle, you know, could you breathe it in the air? Was it, and then, and then the, the hatred of Asians started to take place, which is horrible because people were now blaming them for, you know, this virus and taking out their bigotry on, on them. And, 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 and then on top of that, you had, you just had all the race stuff that was going on in the States with the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And, and, and it just, it's been going on where, you know, you had an election going on in the States and then you had an insurrection on January 6th at the Washington Capitol. And then you had a war that was started by uh, unprovoked war by Russia on Ukraine. And we had a freedom convoy here in Canada, you know, and now we've got, I mean, just, and, and that's not, that's on top of everything that people are going through in their own personal lives. So we've seen a, a massive fluctuation in people's moods, in people's levels of anxiety, doubt, fear, fear about the future, fear about your job. If you have a job, you know, if you haven't been furloughed or, or you know, or, um, or cast out or whatever. So there's been a lot that has been just burgeoning down upon people's brains and upon their psyche. And it's affected our mood. And so one of the things I just want to talk about in this episode is how you can maintain a positive outlook, maintain an even keel, and not fall into the trap of, woe is me, the sky is falling, it's all going to be horrible, right? And so I found this article online that I wanted to check out and just kind of read to you here. Um, let me see here. Hold on. I usually have so many tabs open on my phone here, so I'll just see what we got. Hold on there. Okay. Just one second. So is social media making us, making me miserable? Now this was written in 2017, so this is not basically based on the pandemic, but this was right before, kind of like, you know, a couple years before everything kind of went crazy. 
and this is written by Mark Hyde. Uh, let me see, of August 2nd of 2017. And so it says, you asked, is social media making me miserable? Back in 1970, the technological writer Alvin Toffler published a book called Future Shock, which became an international bestseller. The book is about how humans struggle with too much, technology, too much technological change in too short a time. And it's all too relevant today. Social media now dictates how people interact with friends, read the news, and navigate their day-to-day -day existence. What is all that doing to the human psyche? Uh, researchers have been trying to find out since the early 2000s, when the first studies on social networking media emerged. The feel really ramped up with the advent of the iPhone in 2009. Like it is today, the early evidence was mixed. One study found that positive interactions on sites like Friendster and MySpace could boost a user's well-being, but another found that including strangers in your social network may have a negative impact on your self-esteem. Online social networks, researchers warned, are much different from a real-life social life. Social media was so new and evolving so quickly, both in terms of its content and how users interacted with it, that researchers had a hard time keeping pace, but experts say the latest studies the latest study conclusions are more consistent, though the news isn't very good. One recent study examined the links between Facebook use and well-being. We found that the more you use Facebook over time, the more likely you are to experience negative physical health, negative mental health, and negative life satisfaction, says study author Holly uh, Shakaya. Shakaya, uh, Shakaya, sorry, assistant professor and social media researcher at the University of California in San Diego. More research is needed, she says, but I think people do have a sense that this is a problem and, they're all, and they are ready to reflect on their use and to consider making changes. Social media also appears to be stressing people out, another 2017 study said, that looked at 18 to 22 year olds and how social media impacted their anxiety levels. The more time they spend on it per day, the greater the association with anxiety, anxiety symptoms and the greater likelihood of an anxiety disorder, says Anna Vivican, co-author of the study and a research associate at Connecticut Children's Medical Center. We think social media use may ex exacerbate stress. Exactly how social media does that may depend on which site you're using. On lifestyle-focused sites like Instagram, a user may see a friend's perfectly framed, glamorous photos and compare herself negatively to those images. On the news-heavy site like Facebook or Twitter, the steady stream of current events and headlines and opinions of other people that you may find disturbing could cause despair or negative feelings, um, uh, Venucci says. The idea of, of communication or technology overload is something else we're exploring, she says. Just being exposed to all of, the, all of it consistently on our phones could be, over, could be overwhelming to the brain. Social media overload may be even more detrimental for teens and adolescents, says Jean um, Twinge, a professor of psychology at San Diego State University and author of the forthcoming book, I, Jean. I think young people especially look at the so-called highlight reels people post on social media and compare themselves so that they may feel depressed or negative emotions as a result, she says. Sites like Snapchat may be less about performing than some others. And these sites go out of style so quickly that it's hard for the research to keep up. 
Some experts challenge the cause and effect relationship between social media and negative mood, arguing that people who are prone to anxiety or isolation may be more likely to spend a lot of time on social media. While that's probably true, um, Venucci and Twinge, or uh, yeah, Twinge, say the relationship between um, between um, both of them seems to flow both ways, meaning people with anxiety or mood disorders are more likely to use social media compulsively, and that compulsive uh, nature may also promote these sorts of negative emotional states. At least two studies have followed people over time and showed that heavy social media use came before lower psychological well-being and feelings of loneliness, rather than vice versa. Uh, quitting social media seems to improve mood last year seems to improve uh, people's moods last year a study team from Denmark split more than a thousand Facebook users in two groups and asked one of those groups to take a week-long break from the social site compared to those who kept using Facebook as usual the people who took a break experienced big jumps in life satisfaction and positive emotions the more a person had used Facebook by taking a break the greater his or her happiness boost after giving it up the data set. So it goes on to um, read a little bit more as um, we're going on. But like I said, this was written in 2017. So five, uh, roughly five years ago, and well before we the world was thrown into the throes of a global pandemic and the threat of World War Three. Uh, so when when COVID took place, everybody who couldn't see each other and see their friends or family in person, well, you, the screen was your only way out into the world, unless you subscribe to a newspaper or a magazine. <sighs> Unfortunately, this form of, of communication was the best way and the worst way to meet with people. Zoom became a thing where we would have meetings. People who were able to work from home um, were able to do so and... Now there was no way to turn it off, you know? I mean, your home became the office. And so the work life, the home life, if anybody has ever watched Seinfeld, you know, work George and at home George, couldn't if the worlds collided, it would be catastrophe. And we saw that. We saw birth rates go down. We saw uh, divorce rates go up. We saw spousal abuse go up. Increases in drinking, increasing in video games, and streaming and download watching of movies and music and everything else because people were trapped. You know, if you were blessed to have a home, right, with access to um, the internet, then you you were in your house. Oh, excuse me. And it just it just led to things being just just turbocharged when it came to stress. The other thing that um, has definitely kind of led to people having an increase was not only the on-screen time, but just the eating habits. I know for myself, I know people call it COVID-19. COVID it was more like COVID-45, you know, where just you packed on the pounds because you were, you were either at home, you were either furloughed, you couldn't go into work. Um, I remember there was a time just after everything kind of shut down where I remember... Um, just driving around where my old job was and the streets were bare. Like the Toys R Us was empty. Um, the, the, the Starbucks was closed. The, you know, every, everything it was, it, the only thing that opened was the Home Depot where I used to work. And that was it. Only the essential stuff, you know? And so we had this, first of all, we had this, this life altering once in a century event, Right. 
Follow that up with, you know, civil and cultural unrest, um, job insecurity, food insecurity, you know, uh, the toilet paper riots, all that kind of stuff. And it can become a little bit overwhelming, you know? It can become a little bit or a lot of uh, just, just a state of overwhelm and a state of like you're drowning, you know, like you're being swallowed whole by this, this feeling of anxiety and fear and what's going to happen next. Nobody knows, you know, who's going to catch this disease. Will I survive it? I have no idea. Should I take the vaccine? I'm not too sure, you know, and then the, the arguments around vaccines, right? And some would even argue that the mental health issues that we have now garnered from all the lockdowns were almost as bad as the virus, you know? And how can we, how can we come to grips in terms with that? So the first thing I want to mention is something that everybody has talked about online and so on and so forth, but is to find a way to disconnect. And that could be as simple as putting a timer on your phone, removing social media off of your phone. If you are able to have a desktop that you just access it there, giving yourself a strict um, schedule to say, okay, I will only go on this, you know, um, site for five minutes or 10 minutes, excuse me, a day. And that's it. All right. And I'm going to hold myself to it. Or I'm going to uh, make sure that, hey, I might, I might want to sign off on some of them and maybe temporarily delete my account or just put it on hold for a short period of time. It could be a few days, it could be a week, depending on how addicted you are and how desperate you are to get away from it. These um, platforms are, are free, but we do pay a price. And it is paid with our attention, our lack thereof, our lack of, a, of an attention span or an eroding level of focus. As Cal Newport says in his book, Deep Work, you should look it up. It's, it's a great book. Uh, it's next to it's one of the many books I have on my to-be-read list. But Cal Newport talks about how we've lost so much of our focus and that superpower of being able to zero in on a task and complete it. And without that ability, you're not going to gain success. And we're starting to see more and more children enter into the school system unable to focus, unable to channel any sort of concentration, and to stick to a task, you know, for more than five or ten minutes before they're distracted. So if you're able to find some way, I don't even care if it's with an accountability aspect of with a friend where you're able to say, look, let's, let's stay off of this thing for a week or a month or whatever the case is, to kind of help us gain a level of, I want to say, connection, you know, or just the ability to, heck, just to even breathe or to be bored, you know? So that's the first one. The second that I found is really helpful is if you can start to exercise, right? So, studies have shown that exercise can release endorphins, that sweat and bodily exertion, be it in the gym or running, could hit you with that, um, as they call it, the runner's high or the weightlifter's high or whatever, where 
all of the endorphins, all those feel good hormones are pumping and it changes your mood. The ability to uh, move your body and have agency over, over like, you know, it be it running, running down the court or swimming in a lane or playing basketball or soccer or football or, or, you know, just on a stationary bike, like I'm on right now, if you hear anything in the background or if, you know, boxing or wrestling or something that allows you to breathe heavily, you know, and to have your blood pumping a little bit, a little bit more than just sitting, sitting down. And it could be anything, you know, if you don't have enough money for a gym, um, go and see your doctor, get a checkup and then buy yourself some, you know, if you can afford them, some walking shoes, hit the trail. If you don't have any equipment, push-ups, sit-ups, burpees, you know, wall ball, wall squats, um, are, are a great way to, to get your, your heart rate up. Uh, finding a partner that you could, you know, go for walks on you, or, um, or what's another one that I've found that's really helpful or, you know, signing up for a competition, some form of a race or a mud run or something where you're, you know, you're able to, um, start to train for something. So it keeps you accountable. But exercise is such a, a stress reliever. And while you're engaging in that exercise, depending on what it is, a lot of times, if it's swimming, if it's running, if it's jogging, you have to stay focused on the task where you can get injured, you can get hurt or worse. And so it's a great way to also unplug from the rest of the world by focusing on you. Plus you're, you know, you're doing something for your health. Any, and it all little, every little bit helps. So exercise is something I definitely recommend. Obviously, you know, talk to your healthcare professional, get the okay and, and get to it, you know, and, and then the third thing I found, and this is something that I've been exploring over the last couple of months is with meditation, with breathing exercises, with any form of I say this, any form of focus or mindfulness that you're able to either just sit and be still, to read, prayer, to whatever deity you might worship, maybe it could be a video game, it could be chopping, it could be blending, anything that allows you to operate with very little, you don't need a lot of brain power to do it, you know, and you're and you can stay focused on a task and you're zeroing in on it. So it could be meditation. It could be breathing exercises. It could be video games or um, video editing, whatever it might be. But it's something where you're able to focus and let everything kind of melt away. And particularly with breathing exercises where you're able to now, you know, increase your oxygen intake, focus, and, you know, just release any type of stress or any type of worry that you you may or may not have. I know in the past it's been very very evident to me anyways that when you are able to remove yourself from some of these devices, from some of the from this constant barrage of information. When you're able to work out any by any means necessary, as little as one push-up a day, but finding something to get you, you know, breathing a little bit heavy and moving. 
and finding something where you can increase your mindfulness and your focus. These are three tips that I feel can really help when it comes to just the stresses of life. And not only the stresses and anxiety and worry and doubt and fear and anxiety and all that kind of stuff, but just the ability to regain some measure of normalcy to be able to say, okay, you know what? Yes, life has a lot of difficulties, but I'm going to implement some of these, these tools to help deal with the problem. And it's, it's rough out there. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of stuff that is painful. There's a lot of stuff that is hurtful that we see on a daily basis that is so debilitating if you allow it to overtake you. You know, that sense of hopelessness, that sense of what can I do to change things? I'm only one person. I don't have an army. I don't have, um, you know, uh, deep pockets. I'm all, you know, I'm, I'm just struggling to get by, but that is one way to look at it. But there's another way to say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to take responsibility for what I can take responsibility for. Meaning I'm going to try to control what I have control over. Regardless if it's as something as little as just maintaining your separation from social media. If as long it could be something as little as, hey, I'm gonna sign up for swim classes at my local tri-leisure or my local YMCA or whatever. You know, or I'm going to look at the good in everything, regardless of how bad it is. So we do have ways that we can deal with these stresses and deal with these um, problems. And I hope that some of the tips that I dropped here um, can kind of give you some help as we try to maneuver through uh, this thing called called life. So hopefully this added some value to your day. Hopefully this is something that um, some of these tips you can use. I know I'm implementing some of them, and it's you know I'm starting to see a lot of a lot of change. And so yeah, I hope to keep doing it and keep you guys posted. So. Yeah, like I said, you can find the Marketplace of Ideas podcast everywhere you get your podcasts. Hopefully, uh, you, you join us and um, as we're, we're, we're moving and, and creating content out there. But until next time, I want you to, uh, yeah, just take care of each other and be good to one another out there. Take care.